Welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On tonight's episode of the vlog slash podcast, I actually, it's kind of a funny story. I intended to record this as I was doing it live on overlandradio.com. I recently got asked by a gentleman named Lee Odom, who runs Overland Meetup and also overlandradio.com, to be a DJ slash host on the radio station for Overlanders, I guess. And uh, so I've been doing shows every Thursday, and tonight was my third one. And I was like, you know what? I could use this as also my podcast and vlog because it's a lot of it's similar content, right? So I wrote down all this content. I came up with this great script. I just did the whole thing live on the radio, and I realized I never turned on the camera. So I'm going to do the same thing. I'm gonna do, you're going to get the same content. It's not going to be as weird because I'm not going to be, like, chatting with people live, and I'm not going to be stopping and doing radio stuff so it's actually probably gonna be a little bit better but uh, anyways that's what tonight's show is gonna be all about this week I'm gonna be talking about my top 10 mods that I've done to my truck and also my top 10 pieces of overlanding gear so again if you have time Thursday evenings around 8 p.m. Central or 9 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Pacific I guess uh, go to overlandradio.com there's a chat function you can chat with me live I'd love to see you guys on the show there um, But for tonight, I'm going to re-record it. I'm going to do it again because it's my own fault for being stupid. So feel free to laugh at me. But while you're laughing at me, click the like button down below. Click the subscribe button and the bell to be notified when I drop new videos. And uh, let's get into it. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, guys, welcome back. So, Again, thank you for joining me. Um, I do always want to say just how appreciative I am of the growth of the channel and, and, you know, getting to know all you guys, hearing from you guys, seeing you guys in the comments, asking questions. Tell me things that you want to see. Tell me things that you want me to do as far as, like, mods on my truck that you might want to see how I did or, you know, overlanding topics that you'd like to hear more about. I love doing stuff for people that ask for it. So hit me up at allthingsoverlanding at gmail.com or go to allthingsoverlanding.com and shoot me a message through the website. That's fine too. Um, Just hit me up however you see best. If you're watching on YouTube, again, hit me up in the comments below. That's probably the quickest and easiest way to get to me. And uh, I'll reply to every single comment. If I don't, feel free to ridicule me. Like, don't dislike the video. Don't do that. But send me an email and like ream me out and I will fix it. I promise. Um, So for tonight's show, I want you to picture, just picture something for me here. Imagine that you're going down a trail, right, that you've never taken before and you come across an obstacle, like maybe let's say like a big mud pit and you stop and you're by yourself and you're like, you know what, I let me go check it and you're sticking sticks in it and you're like, I, I think I could get through that. That's probably fine. 
and you hit it and you sink and you're instantly stuck. Okay, so that's the that's where we're at. That's the situation that we're in, right? Um, in that moment, right, that's when you realize that maybe you should have invested in like a winch, winch bumper, maybe some traction mats. If you don't already have those things, it makes you think, right? So that's kind of the situation that I was picturing when I was thinking of tonight. Like, what do I have on my truck that is an essential overlanding mod? What do I have that... I could not leave home without that I use every single time that I'm out on a trip that I love. Same with the overlanding gear. Like what is the gear that literally like makes my trip the best trip ever, every time, right? So let's start with the top 10 overlanding mods that I've made to my truck. Now, keep in mind, this is in no particular order. I'm not like, I'm not ranking them or anything. If you want me to do that, post up in the comments below and let me know. I just wanted to give you the top 10. Like they're, they're in no particular order because some of these things in different situations, some may be better than others. So it just kind of depends on the situation that you're in, right? So, but the first thing that I had was my Wham bumper and my Smittybilt uh, 9500 winch. I paired those two together because they, you, they're kind of useless without the other, right? If you have a winch and you can't mount it, it's useless. If you have a bumper without a winch, it doesn't really help you a whole lot in a recovery situation. Um, and I also bought those two things together from a buddy of mine here locally, so I got a great deal on it. I actually got the Wham Hidden Bumper, which goes for about $450, bucks. Maybe that's before shipping, too. Like, there might be shipping on top of that. Um, and the Smitty Built is a couple hundred dollars, $250, somewhere in that ballpark for the winch. But then it's also got a $225 synthetic line on it and a Factor 55 flat mount uh, attachment point on the end of it. So I got all that stuff for like 500 bucks, which was a great deal. And I was super psyched about it, as you can tell. Um, but that is, those things are so awesome. Like I literally, I used it to recover a friend's trampoline after we had a big windstorm like a week ago. I went over to his house, pulled the truck up to the edge of the pond. We hooked up the, the uh, winch to it and we yanked this trampoline out of the middle of his pond. So I also use it for, I have this scissor lift in my garage and it weighs about 1300 pounds and you can't really just move the thing, but I pull the truck up, I hook the winch up to it and I yank it to where I need it, right? I, I pull it, I pulley it to where I need it to be in the garage and, and that's what I use it for. And then of course, if there's a tree down, I use it for that. If, if I get stuck, I've got it for that. Like there's just a million things that this thing can be used for. So it's super awesome and it's, I don't leave home without it because it's permanently mounted to the truck, but it's also a great mod to have. And if you don't have one, you should consider finding one. Um, so number two, drawer system. This may not be for everybody, right? Like it depends on how into overlanding you are and how often you go on trips and things like that. It might make sense for you just to have like Plano crates or like some designated storage options that you maybe throw in the back of your vehicle to take stuff with you. Um, for me, I go on so many trips and half the battle for me is making sure I've got everything. Like I, I make spreadsheets and I plan it out and I enjoy doing that. But then I feel like, I used to feel like every single time I had, it just took like, two or three days to like make a list and find all this stuff throughout my house and in my garage and in the truck and all over the place, get it all together, get it packed up, figure out where to put it and all that stuff. It was just a huge pain in the butt. So by putting a drawer system in, I know every time I've got canned goods, I've got cooking stuff, I've got hand sanitizer, I've got wipes, I've got um, toilet paper, I keep my pillow in there, I've got fire starting stuff, I've got cooking stuff in there. Um, and then I've got a lot of electronics, so like charging cords, flashlights, lanterns, all that sort of stuff stays in there. So for me, it saves me a ton of different things that I would have had to worry about packing individually before. And now I just know like those things are always in the truck. I just need to worry about like tent, cot, sleeping bag, 
Um, I keep a wool blanket and my trash roux in the truck too. Um, so like toilet, cooler, water, right? Like that's all I have to worry about. So it's greatly simplified and reduced um, the amount of planning that it takes to go on a trip. So the drawer system for me is a huge boon. Like it's a huge, awesome, probably top three for sure. Maybe even the top overlanding mod that I've done to my truck. Um, third, good suspension. And this sounds kind of funny, but it's not, right? So I started out with cheap suspension and you guys know me, I'm a cheap person. I don't like to spend a bunch of money on stuff if I can avoid it. If I can get something that's cheap that works just as well, that's fine. However, there are certain pieces of gear where it's worth spending a little bit extra money and the suspension is definitely one of those things. If you can't afford it, that's fine. Go cheap because if you need the, the room to fit bigger tires, that's fine, do it. Um, Again, I did that for several years, but now that I've gone to the good suspension, oh, the ride is, it's like a big, tall, weird looking lifted Cadillac on 33 inch mud terrains, but it just rides so smooth, just like a Cadillac that's super loud and weird and awkward and people stare at it. Um, so it's not at all like a Cadillac, right? But it, it rides like one. It rides super nice. So, um, it also gives me more flex, you know, a little bit more travel in the suspension. The coilovers that I've got on the front are the Niztec MK84s. If you're a Nissan guy, you know what those are probably. Um, they're adjustable, which is nice. So it gives me room in the future to make adjustments, to go taller, go shorter. It just, it's nice to have that adjustability. It's nice to have that smooth ride and properly proportioned shocks to springs. So having additional lighting um, is always a good thing. So that is definitely one of my top 10 gear or overlanding uh, rig mods that I've done. I've got ditch lights on the side. I've got four spotlights on the top, Hella 500 FFs that give me some throw down the road and the ditch lights are LED and they have a really wide sort of flood style beam. Um, so it just gives me a lot of additional lighting. Plus, if you watch my Xterra talks, you've seen the upgraded LED headlights and upgraded LED fog lights, which are probably two or three times better than the stock stuff. So definitely, 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 if you're gonna be traveling at all at night, light upgrade, way to go. Um, so that's number four. Number five, and this is another one where I'm gonna list out what I have, but then I'm gonna talk about ways that you could do it without being so permanent about it. Um, solar panel slash deep cycle battery. So again, if you're familiar with me, I've got a Renogy 100 watt solar panel permanently mounted to my hood. And that may not be for everybody, right? Like a lot of us are weekend overlanders, like myself even. I just now have another vehicle that I can drive every day. So I was like, eh. I'll bolt a solar panel to the hood. Why not? Looks cool, right? Um, but so if you don't want to go that far, that's fine. The the options that I mentioned are they have foldable ones. They have, you know, all kinds of portable solar panels that you can use with your vehicle um, while maintaining the stock appearance and just like just throwing it in the truck when you're ready to go on a trip and taking it with you. Um, but I still think it's one of my favorite overlanding rig mods because it's, it's alleviated a lot of stress um, from like charging things up off my battery, which was my only battery and it was a non-deep cycle, it was a starter battery, to now having a separate deep cycle battery in the back that's constantly charging off solar. And that's the only place that I charge all my accessories off of, my phone, my laptop, my you know chainsaw batteries, all that stuff gets charged off that auxiliary battery. And that way I'm, I know that the next day when I wake up and I'm getting ready to leave uh, camp, my truck is gonna start because I didn't touch that battery overnight. So that is another thing that I love and would not leave home without. I can't because it's bolted to the hood, but you get the idea. Um, so next, number six, 33 inch or just bigger tires in general, right? So again, if you don't have an Xterra or if you 
137s or something like that, like that's fine. But here's why bigger size tires are important. And I know we all know this, but I'm just bringing it up. Bigger size tires give you more clearance, which gets you over bigger obstacles, right? Um, especially if you go with a more aggressive tread, if you go with ATs, if you had like stock street tires and you move up to ATs, or if you move from ATs to MTs, which has kind of been my progression. I started on street tires, I went to ATs, um, all-terrain tires, and they were great. They were 33 inch, so they got me more clearance, made the truck look more aggressive, which was an added bonus. Um, and I, I rode those things through West Virginia. I've taken them to Wisconsin. I've taken them to Kentucky. I've taken them to Manistee area of Michigan, and they were great. They're great tires, and they're pretty had pretty good road manners. But the MTs, man, they're louder on the road for sure. They're more aggressive looking. They're knobby. They're mean. Um, but they just give you so much more capability, right? Like so much more capability. Um, and the bigger tires also, you know, like I mentioned, get you over bigger stuff with less damage to your undercarriage. Which that takes us to my next item, number seven, armor and sliders. These are also important. Keeping in mind that overlanders are a little different than rock crawlers, right? Um, the reason being that we need to get home, right? Like our, we may have like a week long or a two week long trip, or maybe it's a two or three day trip. Either way, if you get out in the middle of nowhere and you trash your transfer case or, you know, put a hole in your oil pan, like you're done, you're stuck. Uh, and you can't do that, right? Like you, your vehicle is what you are reliant on to travel, to make that trip and to make it home. So you have to, at all costs, protect that vehicle. So again, one of my favorite rig mods is my, my armor. I've got some PNP stuff. I've got some hefty fab stuff. Um, and then my sliders are AJ's rock rails, super rock rails, something like that. Um, I'll try and find a link to those for you guys. If you have questions about them, just hit me up and I'm, I'm happy to help. But those things are great. They protect my, you know, the bottom of my doors. They protect the underside, my engine, my transmission. I don't have a gas one yet, but I would like to get a gas tank uh, piece of armor. They're just really expensive because they're so long on the Xterra. Um, but armor and sliders is definitely one of my top 10 overlanding mods. So number eight, off-road resilience mods. And this may sound weird, and I will explain what this means in a second. Um, but basically what I mean by this is and it's kind of vehicle dependent. So I'm gonna give you a couple of Xterra ones, but in your mind, you can definitely, I'm sure, think of you know whatever type of vehicle that you've got where this could apply. So like on the Xterra, um, on our rear diffs, we have an open vent on the rear diff. So one of the first things that all good Xterra owners should do if you're gonna do any sort of water crossings or serious off-roading is add a diff breather. If you go to my channel on YouTube and you look at the Xterra Talks section on my homepage, I've got an, a little instruction video that shows you how to do the diff breather. It's really easy. It's a 10 minute job. It's probably 20, 30 bucks worth of stuff. Um, so definitely do that. But what it does basically is it allows the gases from the axle in the rear to vent up and you basically mount it a tube. You run a tube up behind your tail light. And that way then if you go through some deep water, you don't have to worry about water flooding into your into your rear axle and, and breaking down your seals or destroying your diff or any of that sort of stuff. So definitely a worthwhile mod. So that's what I mean by resilience mods, that kind of stuff. Another one for Xterra's is the alternator. They're kind of weak and they're kind of low on the engine. Um, so what a lot of guys will do is when they're upgrading them, they'll also relocate them up higher in the engine bay. Um, so think about that kind of stuff for sure. That is definitely one of mine is, you know, I've done the diff breather. I've not done the alternator. I have 133,000 miles and I haven't had any problems with my alternator yet. So I just am not worrying about it until I have a problem with it. But when I do, I probably will upgrade it to a, a stronger alternator and I'll probably move it up higher in the engine bay just to be safe. Um, so that is what I mean by off-road resilience mods, but those are super important. So number nine on my most favoritist, most favoritist, 
overlining rig modifications. Um, kind of silly, not really a mod, but regular maintenance. It's so important that I actually displaced a modification to put it in here. So you guys know what regular maintenance is, right? If you're gonna go out on a trip, you need to do an oil change before you go. You need to check your brakes. You need to top off all your fluids. Like, again, I know that sounds silly, but when you're talking about overlanding, the whole purpose of your trip is to get out, enjoy the trip, have a good time, not get stranded, not break down, and then get home. So if you don't do that kind of stuff, you could have the most modded, crazy rig anybody's ever seen and everybody's giving you a thumbs up and they love you. But if you get out there and, and your engine implodes because you didn't do proper maintenance to it, like that's stupid, right? So that is why it's on the top 10 rig mods slash overlanding mods for my truck is just every time before a trip, being very persistent in checking everything over, making sure you've got the right tools in case something breaks. That's the sort of stuff you, that I think is really important. And then last, going away and going back to mods, uh, the 10th thing on best overlanding mods, uh, semi-permanently mounted Vire 88P air compressor. If you've watched, I've got a couple videos where I kind of touch on this a little bit. I probably will do a more in-depth like how I did it video on Xterra Talk here before too long. But I have a Vire 88P, which is a tiny little inexpensive compressor, about 50, 60 bucks on Amazon. Um, and it's great. It fills up my 33s very quickly for, for how small it is. But what I did was I actually mounted it using a big quick fist in the back of my truck above the driver's side rear wheel well. And it's mounted with a quick fist so I could undo it and I could take the thing out. And what I did was I snipped the original cables which went to alligator clips, the intention being that you would attach it to your battery, run it off the battery and, and air up your tires, right? I, I snipped those off and I put a universal electrical fitting on the end of it. I put a female universal fitting on the inside of the truck and I ran wire back to it from the battery. So I can just plug it in right there inside the truck, not even take it out of the truck and I have an extended hose for it. And I can get to all four tires without even removing the thing from the truck. But I took the alligator clips, put a universal fitting on that so I can plug that into it and I can take it out of the truck if I need to. If a friend needs to use it, if someone else needs to use it to air up, pop it, pop up the quick fist, pull it out, plug in the alligator clips, let them plug it into their battery and let them use it. No problem. Um, so I like that flexibility, right? So that's why that's one of my favorite mods. I also just, I don't trust gas stations. I've been on enough trips now where I feel like seven or eight or nine out of every 10 gas stations you pull up and you're like, you've aired down and you're at 15 pounds of pressure in your tires and you've just been like, oh, I'm just tearing up these tires on the highway. I need to get off and I need to air back up. And you pull in and it says out of order on the air compressor, right? Like I feel like that happens a lot. So at least it has to me, maybe I'm wrong, but it has to me. So I just like being more self-sufficient. If I can have a little compressor in there that gives me some peace of mind knowing I can air myself back up or, you know, it's not big enough to run air tools or anything, but you could run a tank and put a little bit bigger, more powerful air compressor on it, run air tools, that'd be sweet. That may be a future mod. Um, but so that kind of wraps it up for what are the 10 favorite mods that I've done to my truck. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So next we're going to dive into the top 10 pieces of gear that I, that I cannot go on a trip without. Um, again, no particular order here, but starting with number one, the Coleman double burner stove. Part of the reason I like this thing is because I'm cheap. 
and you guys know that. Like, it's about 40, 45 bucks for one of these things. I've had mine for like two, three years. I use it at like sporting events to cook hot dogs. I use it in the driveway sometimes just to mess around and like cook stuff. I use it obviously on camping and overlanding trips. The thing is bulletproof. It's very simple. It's very easy to maintain. It just kind of works every time. The only downside to it that I will tell you is because it's cheaper, the gas controls are definitely not at all like your, you know, your home grill. Like there, you don't have a lot of control over the level of heat that you're getting. It's kind of almost like an on-off. Or maybe if you're giving it a little bit of extra grace, like a maybe like a low, medium, high. But it's not super controllable. So I think when that wears out someday, I probably will upgrade to a more expensive uh, grill because I, I enjoy cooking. I like it. And I would love to have more control. I'd love to be more like I am at home where it's almost like a portable, you know, big old charbroil grill that you've got on your deck. Um, but again, for 40 bucks, it's just tough to go wrong with that. Like the Coleman is a great deal for that. And it's something I won't leave the house without. So number two, top 10 overlanding gear uh, pieces that I've got. My GMRS radios. I've got Midland LXT 500 VP3 radios. It's basically two black handheld radios um, with a base, a charging base. They pull, they charge off AC, so I run them off an inverter that's hooked up to my that solar panel and the deep cycle battery in the back. But the thing that I like about them is they're very inexpensive. They're like 40 bucks for the, the set, the charger, and the two radios. Um, if I've got a friend that doesn't have comms, since they're just handhelds, I pop them out, I give one to my buddy, we can talk to each other until they die, put them back on the charger, give it a couple hours, let them charge back up, do it again. Um, but better yet, I go solo a lot. And if you go solo, then I've got one on the charger all the time, and I've got one in my hand. And I use it, I talk to everybody else via their GMRS radios, and when the one in my hand dies, I go back, plug it in, take the other one off, and I can just keep rotating. So it gives me some flexibility to have basically like unlimited battery. The batteries on them are pretty great, but on a long day trip, I probably get about a half a day to three quarters of a day, like four, five, six hours maybe out of them if I'm lucky. If I turn them off in between, you know, when we're just traveling on the highway and stuff. Um, so they do last pretty long, but having two is just a nice peace of mind because obviously when you lose comms, like, what are you going to do? Um, so that's number two. Number three, and this isn't so much a particular item, it's more of a type of item slash a brand of item that I really like. Again, if you're familiar with my channel, you've seen some of my reviews um, of the, the last U.S. bags bags. Uh, these things are great quality. They're really well made. They've got a great design and a layout, so it makes it really easy for me to carry stuff. I use one of them for literally all my cooking stuff. So the nice thing is, again, I don't have to worry about it getting stolen out of my car. I can bring the whole bag inside, clean up my dishes, put the clean dishes back in it. When I'm ready to go on a trip, I grab this one bag and I'm good to go. I know I have all my cooking stuff. Um, there's another one that's like a tool bag. And actually, I've got it sitting right here. It's kind of funny. It's called a nutsack. That's this little guy here. But this unzips, and then inside it's got a bunch of smaller compartments that you can use for you know, like uh, small tools, wrenches, things like that. And then it's got this big long piece here would actually hold like a big long wrench or like a something like that. You could throw sockets in it. It's got some molly webbing on it. So you've got a number of things you can attach to it or you could use to attach it to things. Um, but again, it's just the, the construction is really high quality. Um, I also like the story of the brand. They, they started making overlanding stuff because one of their founders uh, loves overlanding and they wanted to reduce their waste. So they were making primarily military and industrial heavy applications and they had all this extra material that was coming off them that was going to waste. And they said, we can make smaller like overlanding style bags out of that waste, open a new niche and reduce our waste, which I just think is super cool. Um, so definitely check them out. It's lastusbagnos.com. Uh, or better yet, go to my channel, watch those reviews and there's links down in each of the, the reviews that I did to each of those two. That's another way. 
Um, so number four, Tough Stuff Awning. I love this thing, um, and I will tell you why I love it. And and I'm I am a Tough Stuff guy now, and I'll tell you why. But any of the good name brand awnings are worth the money. Spend a couple hundred bucks on one. It gives you so much flexibility. When I put in my rear hatch and my awning on the side, I've almost got a 270 awning on, on the truck. Um, so it gives you a lot of coverage if it's pouring down rain, if it's snowing. It just gives you like a nice safe space where you can put all your stuff, all your tables and cooking equipment and things like that. Um, and, it, and it's on your truck all the time. So, you know, you've got it if you need it, which is another thing that's nice. Like just like my drawer system, I don't have to think about packing a tarp or a, a one of those portable instant up deals like it's just on the truck if i want it i pop it out if i don't i leave it up there it's fine i've got it um the reason that i like the tough stuff is i actually broke it <laughs> like last october and just a couple weeks ago i actually it took that long because of the whole coronavirus thing and i think they ship things from like australia um one of the poles snapped so i didn't give it enough angle to put it down and it torrentially downpoured i wasn't expecting it one night and it caught the water in it i went to sleep and, and when i woke up it was bowed out and I went and tried to carefully get the water out and it snapped and it went everywhere and it broke one of the arms. Um, it took me five minutes though to swap out a new arm and, and I'm good to go. The reason though that I love it is I put it back up in the torrential downpour. I got home, it was still raining and I was like, okay, you have to remember to go out and like air it out. Put it out, let it dry out. I forgot for five months, I forgot totally. I never put it back out until I got the new pole. So I went to put it out and like water came out of the thing when I unzipped it and like leaves and stuff. And I was like, this is going to be rotted and mildewed and destroyed. And it was not at all. All the water came off of it. I left it out for half a day, let it all air out and dry out. No mold, no mildew, no nothing. So I was super impressed with that. And it made me feel so much better that I bought this new pole. And then I was afraid I'd ruin the whole thing. I was going to have to buy a new one anyways. Um, but it was still in great shape. So great awning, tough stuff, good stuff. Um, number five, you go wear mess kits. And again, you guys know that I talk about these things all the time. There's a reason. They're great. They're well-designed, they keep dust and dirt and stuff out, they let you store food in them and you can toss it in a cooler because they've got a seal in them. And they're very inexpensive. They range from like 12 to 20 bucks, depending on you know how many pieces you get in the mess kit. I've got two of them actually, a six piece and a four piece. And I mean, it's I couldn't be happier. It's It gives me, they open up and you've got a plate and a bowl, you've got your silverware and stuff. I keep a dish brush in there too. Um, a wooden spoon, just everything. It's it's a good size. If you're a backpacker, it might be a little big, but if you're an overlander and you've got room, great piece of gear. So I love my Yuka Wear stuff. Um, number six, my Coleman Zero Degree Sleeping Bag. This is one that I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments on. Um, there are a lot of more expensive bags that are probably a lot better quality and probably a lot warmer. But when you get into like the two, three, four hundred dollar range for a sleeping bag, the Coleman Zero Degree Bag is 40 bucks and this thing is i think the zero degrees is definitely a survival rate it's not a comfort rate because i sleep quite a bit i do a lot of winter camping so i've been out there in zero to five degree weather with this thing and it can get a little cold i keep my clothes on and stuff like that but i pair it with the next thing number seven on my list which is my ectos 80 percent wool blanket um, those two combine so the, the Ectos blanket's about 20 bucks, and then the Coleman is 40, so I'm 60 bucks total into those two things. The Ectos is 66 by 90 inches. I actually lay it across like my, you know, my pad or my, my cot, put my sleeping bag on it, fold it up over the top of it like a little camping burrito, and, uh, and then that's how I sleep. And those two things combined keep me super warm, even in zero degree temps. Like, I sleep like a baby. 
So I would highly recommend those two things. I love them. They're definitely things that I don't leave the house without, except maybe in the summer. Although even in the summer, I take the zero degree bag and I just leave it unzipped and I sleep in it. Um, so those two pieces of gear are definitely awesome. Again, all these things I'm mentioning, I'm going to put links in the description too below. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, definitely feel free to click those links, make it easier on yourself. It's also an affiliates link, so I might get a couple cents. Um, doesn't cost you anything, but it helps out the channel. So definitely check out those links down below if, if any of this stuff interests you. So number eight, my Black & Decker electric chainsaw. I love this thing. And is it something that like, if I was in like the woods of, I don't know, Wisconsin or something, or <laughs> is that a woodsy? I think Wisconsin's woodsy. Um, if I'm in the middle of nowhere and I have to chop through a 23 inch tree, my little Black & Decker electric is not gonna cut it. It's not gonna do it. Um, what I got it for primarily was wood processing at camp. So it has a 10 inch blade, so it'll get through some pretty decent stuff, but I don't have to mess with gas or oil or maintenance or, you know, there's, I mean, you gotta take care of your chain and stuff. You gotta keep it topped off with chain oil, but that's about it. Um, I've had it for probably about a year. I've used it a dozen times probably. I haven't even sharpened the blade yet. I haven't put any more chain oil in it. It's still probably four fifths full. Um, it's just a great little chainsaw and I just, I chop up wood into chunks and then I use my ax and a maul to break it apart into firewood and I'm good to go. But this thing is so helpful. It's it's also another sort of budget-minded thing. It was about 120 bucks. And then I bought a couple extra batteries for like 30 or 40 bucks for it. So I've got three batteries for the thing. So um, I definitely would recommend having more than one, at least two, maybe three batteries if you're gonna use it, just so that you're you're set, right? And then I charge it off the solar and I'm, I'm refreshed. I'm good to go. But that is definitely one of my favorite things. For about 150 bucks, you just can't go wrong with that thing. So number nine, uh, I just did a review of this not too long ago. And this is another really inexpensive thing. It's about four or five bucks for one of these, a pack of 24 of these Weber Firestarter cubes. They're basically like solid fuel. Um, they come in like a little ice cube tray and you pop them out, but you get 24 of them for like four or five bucks. Um, I actually do mine on subscribe and save, so it just makes it easier for me to get them every month. And then I've got a stockpile of them. Um, but these things are awesome. They light really easily. They burn for about five to seven minutes a piece. Um, you can get away with one easily to start a fire up. Sometimes I'll just, because I have so many, I'll just throw two or three in, just get a, a raise, raging bonfire going, no problem. Um, but you can throw a spark on it, you can hit it with a match, a lighter, and they just take the flame really well and just go. Um, so not really intended for camping, but I like to take things that maybe aren't intended for camping that take that stigma out and, and reduce the price and repurpose them for camping. And these things work great. It's definitely Weber fire starting cubes are cool. Link in the description. Um, tenth thing, last thing, wrapping it up here. And again, I might get some comments down below about this too, but I'm gonna say it, Trasheroo. Now, I'm not a Trasheroo brand loyalist. I don't keep mine on the outside of the truck all the time. So I've had mine for a couple of years and it's not super faded. I have a black one. Um, it's been through mud and rain and had bunches of crap and garbage and stuff in it. No problems whatsoever. Spray it down with a hose when I get home, set it out in the yard, let it dry out, throw it back in the truck, ready for next time. Um, Whatever thing you go with, whatever piece of gear that you go with, an external heavy-duty trash bag is one of those things that I will not leave home without because if you have to use a bucket to go to the bathroom, you're not going to want to put that inside your car. Same with stinky old trash or, you know, food waste, things like that. It gets it up off the ground, it gets it away from the, the animals, and it keeps it outside of your vehicle when you're traveling between locations and hitting trails during the day and things like that. So that is definitely on my top 10. Um, so that's about it. 
that kind of wraps it up. So again, sorry I had to re-record this for you guys, but you know what, it's probably a little bit smoother as a result, but in the future I will try to remember to record things when I do radio spots and things like that, so I can share it with you guys. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that was helpful for you. I hope that gave you some ideas for, you know, gear that maybe you're missing out on or you don't have or, or you know, if you have stuff that's similar or you have stuff that you think is better, post up in the comments below and tell me what it is. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, hop over to YouTube, find this episode and uh, and come chat with me, you know, get in the comments. So again, thank you guys, as always, for listening, for watching on YouTube. Um, I appreciate you guys and it's been great. I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Stay safe in this coronavirus stuff and we'll talk soon.